Let us pray. Oh, Lord, our God, the transfiguration was a really big moment that took place within history where the true nature of Christ was revealed. Help us to leave today knowing that it happened and somewhere in our spirits knowing why it happened. And I pray most earnestly that the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts together will be acceptable to you for you are our Lord and our Redeemer. Amen. People have hard time absorbing the truth about the transfiguration. And I know that one of the reasons that it's so difficult is that what happened on the mountain that day, we are so limited by earthly understanding and language that it really can't be described. It has been described. People talk about the transfiguration where Christ was transfigured as a technicolor moment, but it's beyond technicolor. I don't know about you, but I tend to think in pictures or understand things in pictures and in colors. And this is something that we have to use all of our senses and faculties and our Holy Spirit to understand. But the Bible, sadly, when I was a little kid, was presented to me earnestly, but in black and white. And I kind of think that this was the experience that a lot of people had. It was not only in black and white, but it was in a dull format. And as kids, we listened to Bible studies, stories that my parents read to us at night from Iger Meyer's Bible story book. And all we wanted was Pinocchio and Cinderella. And I really wanted Cinderella. Well, my dad has been sending boxes from his theological library to me for years. He takes it apart. He sends me a box. And not too long ago, I got a box and I opened it up and there were the commentaries. There were the reference books. And there in the box was Iger Myers. <laughs> this is what I grew up on. Look at this as a little kid. And the pictures were in black and white. Is that a good picture for a kid? <laughs> That's Moses with the Ten Commandments. Then I started reading it, and it's actually very well written. But the presentation, I'm looking to the school librarians, <laughs> not good. I can't tell you. I thought I would give it to Gwen to put in the um, Christian Education Library. I can't tell you how much the limitations of the way that the gospel has been presented to us really, really impacts how we see Christ how we see the Bible, how we see the truth about who Jesus Christ is. The, um, the first information about God that we receive remains part of our perspective until the Holy Spirit does something with it. There are times when we all see the Bible in black and white. And over the years, the Holy Spirit has changed all of this. With the Holy Spirit, the Bible comes alive in the full spectrum of color. And what happened on the mountaintop brings in a new color. Not from a wheel where there's red and blue and yellow and green, and they're blended into every 
arrangement and color in the rainbow and every color on earth. The eternal breaks in with the color that we've never known on earth to declare a moment. When people described their after-death experiences, almost all of us include the phenomenon of great, powerful light. But what we're really talking about is something indescribable. I'm going to ask that you consider the possibility of something this morning. That there is something that is unknown to us that came across to us at that moment where earthly unknown became visible as a new sight and a new color. Let's review what we know about eternity and life, God's realm beyond here, because we talk about it all the time. One thing we know is that eternity is outside of time and not confined to time. We also know that in eternity is the real power and in eternity is real authority, not the earthly authority. But we can get a glimpse of the eternal authority from the power of the Holy Spirit. And we know eternity is not limited to an earthly color palette. At a particular moment in time pinned to history, God broke through on a mountaintop and the truth about Christ was revealed in an eternal moment. And this revelation was historically so important because it brought God's history with his people to a culminating moment where the old covenant of the law, here is something that people do not get, the old covenant of the law submits to the covenant of grace. And the mountaintop was spiritually essential because the mountaintop offered encouragement and soul satisfaction Discouragement is one of the faith-robbing conditions that destroys humanity and destroys our joy. Discouragement can hurt us, and God provides ways to enter into our existence so that we know he's in charge, and we know his love is profound, and we can not only go on, but we can fly the transfiguration is deeply encouraging, putting everything into perspective. Access to the glory of God expands our souls. But also that event divulged in one sense that God has a game plan and God owns history and God rises above the chaos and he takes us with him to rise above the chaos. So the scripture says after six days, letting us know that this event was part of history and is part of our chronology. Time is what is needed for us. Eternity might be outside of time, but we need it. It's passing is understood. We place ourselves between what has happened before and what will happen next. And Jesus took Peter and James and John with him, leading them to the mountain top. And one of the most encouraging aspects of the transfiguration, in my opinion, is who he chose to take with him. Not everyone was included, but Peter, who would eventually betray Jesus, but then he would become the foundation of the church and have the keys to the kingdom. Peter got to go. 
Peter did unacceptable things. And he said unacceptable things. And he was basically without a filter. But he was privileged at this moment to be mightily used by God. So they were all alone on this mountaintop. The only witnesses. And not everyone could witness this. It was an experience that was maybe too rich for some people to take in. Some of us are so sensitive that even a great spiritual experience undoes us. So these three guys and Jesus were on the mountaintop, the disciples. And it was crucial for these disciples to be transformed in some way by the transfiguration so that they could, so that Christ could be known through them and that everyone could eventually take this in. The vision, the revelation was to be seared into them. They were alone when he was transfigured before them. And his clothes, Jesus' clothes, became dazzling white, whiter than white. And the transfiguration was not any kind of reflected light. It was coming through the essence of his being, an unearthly color that's chief description is brightness, a color from somewhere else. Jesus was dazzling, and we know that that word is not sufficient. Jesus was glowing, but we know that that word is not sufficient. There appeared before them Elijah and Moses. Elijah, a premier prophet who gave the people the word of God. And Moses, the giver of the law, the giver of the Torah, the giver of the Pentateuch, who parsed the law, studied the law, and used it as a religious measure of piety. These two were talking to Jesus, and it was all coming together, God's plan. And it was understood that the law was being fulfilled by Jesus Christ. And Peter, who did not sit like the others, I assume, in stunned silence, became reactive and verbal because that's what he did. And he said, Rabbi, it's so good that I'm here, which means, what am I doing here? We'll build some tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. And he was responding to an impossible situation. But the fact that he recognized Elijah and Moses, obviously, he couldn't have known these historical figures. He had never seen a photograph But let me tell you something, want to know about eternity, recognition is a huge part of it. In eternity, which is here if we want to grab it now, we recognize truth. We recognize people. Recognition is one of the gifts of eternity. It gives us that kind of clarity. And then a cloud appeared, but it wasn't really a cloud. It was the stuff of God. It was more than substance. The cloud had descended before with Moses on a mountaintop when the law was given. And a voice came out. This is my son whom I love. Listen to him. And suddenly, in a blink of an eye, they no longer saw anyone with them except Jesus. God in his glory 
was revealed in Christ. And when the eyes of our hearts see the transfiguration, we see not just living color, but a color that can transform us. We need to let go of the belief that all we need, all we get, is what earth has to offer. To truly love earth, which we're called to do, and to love each other, which we're called to do, we have to know there is something else. The source of love and power is here. Let us pray. Help us to be open to the eternal presence of Jesus Christ, our Lord. And we ask this in his name. Amen.